we argue as to who should start the show. <laughs> but also, it gives the impression that you're jumping in the middle of a conversation. It's right. nice. So. <laughs> I'm going to move my jingling things out of my pocket. Okay. No problem. Oops. Sorry. Did I just spike you? Yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, I, um, I'm sorry to both or uh, both the listeners, <laughs> both all two of them. They'll, they'll and never Andrew know. Grimm for spiking the microphone for like distorting it by laughing. Um, yeah. Hello, Andrew Grimm. Hello, Ellen Cherry. Welcome back to Why Aren't You Famous? Are you going to do the intro? No, sorry. <laughs> this is the whole reason we came out here. It was like you know you, you set up the show and or, or catch set up the show. So what, are you doing the intro? Yes. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Why Aren't You Famous podcast. <laughs> Should we start over? No. Okay. I'm here with my co-host, Andrew Grimm, and I'm Ellen Cherry, and our special guest today is Katrina Kadoski, and we are in Souk, which is a city, a town, a village, actually, probably the size of a village. And actually, we're not in Souk. Where are we? We are in Machosen currently. Machosen. And Victoria is the capital city of British Columbia oh. in Canada. It's beautiful here. I was just walking around this morning looking at the Olympic Mountains, which are across the border, invisible, beautiful place. So thank you for being with us today. Um, I was trying to scroll back through my own memory about how we actually met. I know we met through Jen and Scott of Naked Blue, but I actually don't remember the story of how you met them. I met them at a guitar camp in Alaska. Oh, that's right. Acoustic Alaska. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you were there and they were there and you kept the connection. Yeah. But then you came out. What year was it that you came out to record Dreamtime with Scott? Very beginning of 2016, I think. Oh, really? It was that recently? Yeah. I feel like it was further back than that. No, we recorded it in January of 2016, and then we released it in April, and then they came out here and we did a little tour. That's right. Okay, cool. And then I went back there and did another show the next summer. Yes. Um, I want to talk about that one in a minute. But one of my favorite songs from Dreamtime is the song Anastasia, and we were talking about it in the car last night, and I wondered if you would give just like a brief insight into how how that song came to you. I was, if you don't mind. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, I was at a songwriting camp in a place called Wells, British Columbia. They have um, a camp every summer right before their festival. And uh, I was driving from there to a place called Salmon Arm, where my older sister lives. And I was, I just got this, like, she didn't grow up with us. She was given up for adoption at birth. And my mother named her Anastasia when she was born. And then... She was renamed by her birth parents, and uh, I was just thinking about kind of the miracle of the universe sometimes, like, because I had an older brother that died, and then I had this older sister that showed up out of nowhere that I didn't even know existed, and somehow my life balanced, and so the whole drive from Wells to Salmon Arm, I was writing that song in my head, and then when I got there, I sat down that night and wrote it. It's a beautiful song. I love that song. Thank you for sharing the story. There's, it's a, a long story that you've been sharing with us over, like sort of in bits and pieces over the last couple of days, and I've been picking up little pieces of it. It's very, very cool. Hmm. Um, the One of the most interesting things I love about your work, Katrina, is that you do something that I aspire to as well, which is trying to deeply dig into char- characters and represent them through songs and story and visual medium. And so the... When I first met you through Jen and Scott, you were touring a show that you had created on um, Cougar Annie's land north of Torfino. Am I saying it correctly? Tofino. Tofino. And um, I don't know why I put an R in there. <laughs> Torf. <laughs> Torfino. Tofino. Um, 
How did you find out about going to that place and being able to, because you lived there for three years while you worked on this project, or I guess it was maybe, Mike, I have two questions. Like, how did you end up there? Give us a little bit of like the journey to that time and place. And then also, if you don't mind, and then also like, was it that because you were there, you wrote the project or because you wanted to write the project that you went there? Um, so I found out about Cougar Annie's when I was on a first date with my partner, Neil, because <laughs> I asked him if he could go anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would he go? And he said, oh, I think I'd like to go back to Cougar Annie's. So he had been there before. Yeah. He helped build trail and cabins up oh, cool. there. And so later, like after obviously the date worked out and we kept dating <laughs> and, um, we went up and had a visit and it was just like the most surreal fairy land magical place that I was like hard to believe it existed off the grid yeah the purest air and the purest water and it's which just... is saying a lot because the air and water out here in Souk is incredibly mm-hmm. clean and clear I've been loving the last couple of days of just breathing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a beautiful place yeah. to breathe yeah it really is and it's even more pure in that in that space so, yeah. Um, Do you have to apply to live there? Well, we did. Uh, one day after our visit up there, then our phone rang and uh, they said the job was open and we should apply. One of like Neil's cousins called us and said, you guys, the job's open. You should phone Peter right now because I was the guy who was running the place at the time. And so we did and we ended up getting the job and then living so- there for three years. And then once I got there, here's the thing. It's 117 acres of coastal rainforest, 33 miles northwest of um, of the nearest town, only accessible by boat or float plane, completely off the grid. So like in the winter, man, Ollie, you better have a project, I'll tell you. Yeah. That's what I remember when we, I first met you. That's what you talked about was just like the winter and feeling like there you needed something that was going to be really deep to occupy you because you have a lot of time more time right yeah you're not outside yeah and there's no way to like I mean what was that what was the longest stretch that you went without was there a time during that three years that you lived there that you in the winter time when you felt like you really need like how would you deal with that just not being able to get off if you needed to get off the island and back to civilization yeah well the worst that ever happens is the the float plane can't show up for a couple days you got to wait a couple days to get out so it was never like dire dire. (laughs) that's good but yeah there were some stretches where i felt pretty sorry for myself even though (laughs) yeah because yeah i missed everybody i felt i felt like i was on another planet i really did yeah so then you came back to earth after three years which was really hard (laughs) a really hard time coming back to earth but then you were actually another connection through um, that you made through Jen and Scott was to I mean I'm not saying that you were connected to the Chesapeake Bay through that, but oh, I was. Yeah, you ended up going out and working on a project called the Waterman's Daughter, based um, near Crisfield mm-hmm. in Crisfield, Maryland, which is on the Eastern Shore. So it's like this remote island on the West Coast to a remote island. Well, not a remote island, but a peninsula and surrounded by some kind of remote places down there. Yeah, there was the a lot of, of Maryland. parallels. Yeah. For sure. It seems like water plays a place or plays a part in some of your writing or maybe just like, maybe it's more about land. Yeah. Yeah. More, more like the people that live near the water. <laughs> 
try to make a life around it or with it. Yeah, the Chesapeake project, that was, I can't believe how fast that all happened. Yeah. Like it all kind of, I went there. Because I feel like you visited in and 2016. some shows. And then we're like six months later at the, in Chrisfield writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it was very, happened. very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was there October to November in 2016. And then I came back with the full show written and toured it. So talk a little bit about what a full show means, like just specifically about Waterman's Daughter. When you're like, because this is an auditory medium and maybe, you know, I want to spark people's imagination about what your theater pieces actually look like too. Mm -hmm. So I remember you guys building a screen Mm -hmm. in Maryland to do the show in Jenna Scott's backyard and then also to have a screen and to tour with. your projector. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a community. Yeah, that's right. Well, we all come together to support whatever project is happening. You can borrow my projector while you're here. Okay, good. <laughs> so there's projection in it. Yeah. Are you playing? Um, so tell me about the media part of the show, for, specifically for the Waterman's Daughter that you created. Okay, so the great thing about Chris Field is they have archived the newspaper articles from like... They, they don't have the... There was a big fire in the 1890s. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not even the um, consensus. It's totally gone. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Because that's the year I needed. <laughs> oh, I was so frustrated. How, how dare they? Oh, I know. Fire. Fire. Once again. <laughs> so, burns me up. Yeah, I was all burned up about that for yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> really boiled my potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, but there's a lot of really interesting social articles. And so I was able to track the character Lillian Stratton Corbin, who mm-hmm. was, um, they made a memorial library about her because she ended up, you know, she was like broke and illiterate and from a broken home as a young girl. And then she moved away and everyone thought she just became a prostitute. And then, you know, they, you know like they do. And then she ended up coming back to the town like 20 years later, married to this super famous silent film star and then had this really um, public divorce and then wrote a book about it. So there's a ton of newspaper clippings and articles and she was just always being tracked by the newspaper. So a lot of the media content involves these clippings that I found and these photos that I found. So I went and researched in the NAB Center and mm-hmm. all around the museum around Chrisfield and able I was able to put together a full 45 minute um video component that runs in tandem with the songs and the script oh cool and uh I just have to make sure I keep up with the screen yeah and um the other thing is my cousin did some specific drawings for me so I had her draw certain segments where I couldn't find pieces to support what I was saying and awesome. then the letters that I couldn't find to fill in the gaps of the stories, I just made up what I thought they might have said. Yeah, that's what we do, right? We fill in the gaps yeah. as interpreters of these stories. And then I wrote seven I, songs. I wrote seven songs for yeah, the project. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like, so I have been thinking about experimenting with that idea too of having sound cues, like a soundtrack that you're just playing to because I did that with a puppet show a couple of years ago and it was really liberating in a way. Because I wasn't necessarily like thinking about playing all of the instruments live or even, you know, or any of the other instruments. It was just beautiful to play over a track like that, like you would sing to a track. Mm-hmm. And so that has been on my mind, too, is like creating an auditory soundtrack to play with. But the video component sounds fascinating, like interacting with 
yeah characters or gives people a lot yeah maybe too much even you think so yeah i think i think for some people it's too much i think for some people it's great just depends on how much you can take in at once because you're always going to miss a little something yeah when there's all those mediums going on at once one time yeah i agree so you just gotta come back and see the show again that's (laughs) (laughs) pay up go twice Speaking of which, um, that's one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is that the arts deserve to be supported and the way that all the three of us eat and continue to live indoors is well, by... I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think artists deserve to be challenged financially and uh, they, they deserve... Something's beeping. Oh, no. The oh, camera. No. <laughs> oh, we got part of it. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so sick of artists trying to make a living. Just trying to... And trying to... Continue... Trying to, be like, what about me? Well, what about you? You know, you, you have to work 70% of the time on a job you hate for the 30% of, of art that you're going to make. So says my father. <laughs> Can you say that on air? I just did. <laughs> Love you, Dad. Gonna He's to not going to listen to this. I'll be surprised. <laughs> well, maybe now you're in Canada, he'll listen. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't even think he knows something. No Canada. one listens like when you're in Canada. Well, well, it's quiet here. That's the point. Yeah. People listen to each other. It's a little bit quieter, maybe. Right. Maybe know. not in Toronto or Vancouver or Calgary. Well, I've been waiting to drop or my Alberta Barbara Budd reference or something like that. Yes. As it happens. Wait, what? What did you Barbara say? Barbara Budd. I've been, since we've been in Canada, I've been waiting to like drop my Barbara Budd reference or oh, yeah. as it happens. Carol yeah. Off is the new as yeah. it happens. Yeah. Uh, I, Barbara I, Budd. Mary Lou Finley? Was it? Was the it other m- guy? I don't know. Mary Lou Finley and Barbara Budd, that's I was introduced to, to As It Happens back in 90, no, 2000. I really 2000. want them to get a new theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even do it. I always shut it off. And then I turn it back on after the theme's over. Well, and, and apparently, am I a jerk for saying that? Yes, I am a jerk. Sorry. No, I don't no, think you're a jerk, no. no. I, I remember Canadians being really excited about, um, uh, I think they played uh, Panama, by uh, Van Halen on As It Happens, and they got all this viewer like email feedback. or like listener feedback saying it was amazing to hear that. And so they played it again. <laughs> I was like, all right, and more. That's what Canadians need. They need David Lee Roth. More than anything. Okay. Anyhow, anyway, I digress. Yes. You're, how do we how do we support those crybaby uh, <laughs> artists? No, I just think it's interesting because um, all three of us are working on we we do projects. If they're albums or theater shows, we are actually like trying to complete full projects and not just singular songs, even though that's part of it. But the goal, I, I feel like with all of our history, is that we're trying to produce a project. And funding that can be really, really challenging. So it's, I know for me, it's a mix of like getting an award or a grant and then trying to do private fundraising. But have you found it, like, does Canada have state support for the arts like they do in europe <laughs> or uh, they do yeah. yeah and it's uh, it's incredibly competitive mm. and so every once in a while you'll you'll f- find yourself getting you know the tiny allotted yeah um yeah it's it's one of those like when you're at the top of the game everyone is already on your side and when you're still kind of building up to it there's a couple of like yeah there's a couple of programs that are developmental programs so if you're starting out there's money for you and if you're at the top there's money for you and if you're somewhere in the middle middle, it's it's a pretty big lottery with pretty small chances yeah so you have have you had theater support though like uh, because i know i saw on a couple of things online of the i mean your cougar 
tales is being presented by theaters. He would go to a theater in Red Deer and like Mm -hmm. present it there. So Mm -hmm. the theater helps pay for travel costs or do you have to raise all of that yourself for that show? Um, I usually will negotiate a split with the theaters Mm -hmm. so that I can make sure that there's people there because they'll do a really amazing job of promoting the show. And at least when I get there, if I work a split with them, they'll bring people in and it'll be a great show and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, they're invested in it that way. And um, I should do um, a a public funded tour support thing because I think there are some people that might help me not lose money on the road. Yeah. Um, But so far... You know, it's like it's the show is paid for itself. Oh, good. And my tech always got paid. <laughs> you know, and they work hard. They need they deserve to get paid. But then, yeah, it's really heartbreaking when I get home and my tech is the one that has the money and I don't. It's very that's one of the things that we have been like we discussed this in season one about financing this podcast because we're out here in, in British Columbia. We did not like transport magically here it would cost yeah. money to get here and yeah, and our sponsorship's really low because our viewers our, our listenership is like four people <laughs> and now, now my, my dad's not going to listen anymore i so. know yeah, so there's he's three. done after yeah. this it's rough my mom's gonna start listening now though yes. sweet you're great four, you're four you're back to where you we're started. back to like right where we started well anyway we should get to the topic today because yes we, we should need... talk about the topic i have um I want to say thank you to Katrina for, first of all, working so hard to make us comfortable. Um, We did not even bring guitars, and she's providing us with her beautiful guitars to use for the show tonight. She set up this wonderful show at this music academy in Victoria and did promotion for it, got local press, and that is no small feat. So thank you for managing all of that because it's meaningful to not have to worry about any of that at all and just work on this part of it. So... As we have done every other episode this season, we allowed the songwriter to pick a topic. And Katrina chose the topic of new chapters. So it's a broad, open thing, an interpretation. And we are going to start with Katrina's song. And we're going to take a quick break, reset mm-hmm. for her song. And then we'll hear what you, how you interpreted new chapters. Okay. Yay.
Wow, that was a really good song. I forgot to ask you what the, to say the title of it before you started. So tell us the title of the song. Under Irises. Under Irises. It might have been obvious. because it... it was the first two words of the song. Yeah. All right. So would you like to talk about how... Well, I mean, I have been talking to you for a couple of days. So I'm behind the scenes and sort of know the subject matter that inspired the idea. You're choosing the idea of new chapters and... The inspiration behind the song but i would love for you to tell other people if you want to right yeah <laughs> well yeah impermanent and permanent things you know um that we are yeah <laughs> right yeah it's a real letting go song but i uh i'm just i'm grieving the loss of um my best friend in the world and so i'm we used to have this painting this uh van gogh print in our house and I walked into this coffee shop in town and they had somebody who did like um, a remake of, of Irises, one of the Irises mm -hmm. by Van Gogh. And I was in this coffee shop and I, I just started to like cry my eyes out and I couldn't stop. But it was so like, I was able, like, I wasn't like, ah, you know, I just, there was like unstoppable tears. Yeah. So it was like, that was like, oh my God. It's know? kind of like the idea of like, this is what my, these are, this is what my eyes are doing right now. And they're just going to be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no and, control over it. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like really kind of embarrassed in a way. Cause I saw a couple people notice and they started like shifting a little in their chair and looking down and looking like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, but it wasn't even about that. It was more just like the seeing that reminded me of all of our relationship building and yeah. all these special memories it's interesting how sometimes a song or a piece of art can bring back a flood of emotion and it mm -hmm. just comes over you so quickly. So then I, I, you know, my new chapter right now is getting used to the world without my person in it. Yeah. And uh, it's really, yeah, yeah it's hard. Well, when we talked a couple months ago about choosing the topic and you were telling me the story about how you had lost this friend and it's very recent and it was a long relationship and an important one to you and not that the length matters. You can have an important relationship in a month. You can have an important relationship that lasts 40 years, mm -hmm. but it's still significant and 
part of your growth process and learning about yourself and learning about somebody else. And I thought it was a beautiful idea of fusing a bunch of topics into one idea that I don't, I don't necessarily think that when we talk about grief, we talk about the idea of that being the reason people are uncomfortable. And when people cry in public is that we don't really have a shared, I don't know. It's, the idea of doing it publicly and grieving and the idea that we can celebrate that as a, that is a chapter of life and you are going to grieve things happening in your life, losing people, losing relationships, losing a relationship with yourself, regaining that kind of stuff. And the idea of like this new chapter starts with something really painful and sad and that there's going to be these remind random reminders of it that are going to bring you into a physical space that's sort of out of your control your brain sort of just like well, i'm taking you back there whether you like it or not mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know that's powerful it was a beautiful song i really really enjoyed the guitar part is very complex watching you play that with just fluidity is just like She's been practicing that. Katrina's prepared. Watch it's hard. It's a hard part for me to play, and I, it's, I always try to do that. If I have a song challenge, as I try to write something that's just a little bit out of my scope yeah. to play, push mm-hmm. yourself a little bit. Yeah, sure. So I've been, yeah, and also I explored with. Um, I had the idea to tune my D up to an E. Oh, cool. On that one. Yeah. yeah. So you're an open G so with have, an E on the top. No, I'm just oh. in standard with. Um, oh wait, which the D. Is tuned to an E. Oh, so I have two cool. E's. I have hmm. Three E's. That's. It's a three E tuning. Huh. How about that? I haven't heard that one before. Neither have I. But that's. Gonna steal we, that ASAP. Now we have. That's right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been done. I mean, Radiohead. There's lots of. Oh, Radiohead. Not what first. haven't they done? No, they're so smart. Well, but lyrically, um, listening to the to the. Uh, the the lyrical structure, there's kind of like you know the uh, the repetitive, like the refrain type of idea, but. I really like the, the three things that stuck out are the the the, the, the tangled line, um, then without warning, or actually, Ooh. and before that, you know, um, being set free, and then without warning, and all it goes really well with the music because the 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 complicated guitar line is tangled is tangled up, yeah. and then there's this whole thing of of you know. I guess hitting a stride and, and, and feeling free, there's like there's something freeing or meant to be freeing about you writing the song, singing the song, performing the song. Yeah, so it, cathartic. It, it's the idea of letting go. Yeah. You know, and and that's we all we see that sometimes I think in relationships or, you know, in, 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 in larger life events is as like, well, I'm a, I'm afraid to let go because I'm afraid to forget. But it's I don't think there's any sense of forgetting something that you know, it's like forgetting I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, the first time you fell in love. Yeah. Like you're never going to forget the first time you, you fell in love and you're never going to forget, you know, a major moment of letting go of where you're not going to see this person. So it's like, and, and that, that carries with you. So, and we're so back. Well, when I say we, I usually think of Americans like from the United States um, because we're really kind of backwards in our, in our, uh, emotional um, communication, but like with, like you said, arrested, arrested, uh, w- arrested not backwards, but arrested. Yeah, you know, There's an arrested development there. I'll I'll agree to to agree. Okay. A little bit, but I think we're I think as human beings though it's the most natural thing for for us to grieve or for us to 
you know, be to to be emotional or sensitive about something, and and to do that in public, for us to be embarrassed by being emotional and or and vulnerable in public, is is not, I don't think that's natural. I think that's a societal made up thing that like because we're we should comfort each other as human beings. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but you there's know. no way to. I mean, these are strangers. Yeah, and yeah, I'm reacting yeah. to a painting that used to be on my wall, and it all happens so quick. Even if I wanted to try to explain, right, there wouldn't be the words in that moment. I just have to watch people shift in their chairs and look down, right, yeah, and try to get my try to get myself together again. Right, you can right. say shit. Yeah, it's okay. This is a this is an we, explicit we label, podcast. We label all the podcasts as explicit within, because I eventually will swear at some point. Immediately, actually, within the first five minutes of every podcast except for this one you didn't cuss yet i've been really good wow way way to fucking go (laughs) thanks thanks a lot so but that's a very beautiful song and um i think we were talking uh when you were driving us around uh souk and then we were i think we're heading over to some other place i i don't want to get it wrong but we were talking about the grieving grieving process as well and um actually you guys were talking about the grieving process i was sitting in the back just kind of like you know chilling but I, well, I wanted to, to proffer up this idea to, to you or to listeners, too, that, you know, grieving, the grieving process is kind of like you have this jigsaw puzzle, puzzle of, 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 of a zillion pieces and you've been working on it. And it, it's, it's this picture and all the pieces are kind of coming together. And as you're making progress on this and you can see what it is, something upsets the table, something changes the table and, the, and, and part of the puzzle falls apart. And when you're putting it back together... The grieving process is putting it back together, but then realizing that there are certain pieces that are no longer there, and 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 we're we're hurt because that picture that we were so happy about putting together is no longer there. Well, it's supposed to look like the box, which well, is perfect. It's supposed to look like the box, but but then you have negative space, yeah, because those pieces are now missing, and it, it depends on like well, you know, now you have to custom make a new piece. I don't know how that part happens, but. You know, the grieving process, why we feel better is because we start to learn how to fill in those pieces or we find those pieces and we're able to arrange them in a different way to look at them. And I think that's really kind of important. I think that's what that song is is doing. And I think it's an important piece of the puzzle. I know it made me feel better almost right away after I wrote it. Mm -hmm. Like I found, you know, I started crying less every day Mm -hmm. because I could sing about the pain. And yeah, it just started to make me feel a little bit better. Go ahead. So that's awesome. That's Thank good. you for being so open and yeah. talking about this stuff, Katrina, and playing songs that um, I know there's going to be people who listen to this and are going to be really, they're going to, it's not going to be background listening for them. Yeah. So that excites me. Yeah. All right. So we should move on. Okay. We are going oh, to pause and we're going <laughs> to have to follow gonna, that. <laughs> we're going to wait for your mashup of nine, <laughs> nine songs. Don't preload it. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not preloading nothing. Okay. All right. This time is a thief 
creeping in on quiet shoes Stealing breath and leaving cues I'll be the first to say I'm not the author of this play Playing is what I was made to do No You did not say the title. Okay, the title I just came up with it on Tuesday. Um, the one of the reasons why we wanted to come out to the Northwest is that I wanted to. I set an intention to see a whale, so we went for a whale watching tour on Tuesday outside of Seattle. That's a long title for a song. That is a long title, but we were learning about the flukes of the whale. We were whales. We were watching these humpback whales um, dive while they were feeding, and you see their beautiful sleek backs. And then all of a sudden, if they were diving really deeply, they just take in a big breath. The fluke pops up, and it just pushes them down. And then. On the end of the tour, they showed us these beautiful flukes of these whales. And I was like, I love that word, fluke. Because it's not only part of something that like propels you forward, but also we use it in colloquial terms to mean mistake. Like, oh, that was a fluke. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was fascinating. So it's called fluke for right now. Fluke for right now. <laughs> no, not it's fluke like, for right now. Oh, just fluke. That's the, the, what is it called, working title. It's the WT. Right 
Right on, right on. Okay, so um, remind me a couple lyrics. Because okay. there, there's a couple things like, A, I, um, and for full disclosure sake for the audience, because they already know this, but we've been friends for, for almost 15 years at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I think we could, we can, we've passed the 14-year mark and we can say 15. Sweet, rounding up. Um, but um, I know when you're, when you're uh, not happy with certain lyrics, so I'm not going to bother with the ones that I think that you're, I'm, I could predict which ones, like I heard them, I was like, oh yeah, she probably doesn't like those. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with those. I mean, it's a it's a songwriting process, mm-hmm. and so we're not we're not producing finished products. These are these are rough drafts. Um, although some sound a lot more finished <laughs> than others. Like I mean, they're they are supposed to be kind of rough sketches, um, and you try to refine them the best you can. So um, uh, there's no time for sleep. Is that right? Yeah, the chorus is no time for sleep. I dive deep. So right. that idea of the fluke pushing you down. Right. And and the thief? Oh, Shoes. the time. Yeah, this time is a thief. So I, the way that I wrote the song, because I had to corral my brain over a series of weeks mm-hmm. around it while I was over in St. Croix doing a big open water swim, and all I had was my iPad with me, and um, I thought, I need to get started on the song. So I have this like synth sound program that I was just like, I'll play around with it and talk about... Um, just the idea of turning pages in a book and chapters and writing and that kind of made me think about authorship and like who's mm. authoring my life basically. Yeah, who's in control of your narrative? Right. <laughs> who's can We build the narrative we need. So the rhyme scheme is what I tried to corral myself in this last week of like an A B B C C B rhyme. And for the listeners that, that is actually written in the margin of her of her lyrics. With syllables, like and also with a five, seven, seven, six, eight, ten. So all of the verses follow that A B B C C B and five seven well it's like it's like it's a songwriter sestina that's <laughs> right so it keeps me because i kept the the rough first rhyme thief and brief and then rhyming it in the same way in each of the verses sure um but yeah the the line you're talking about is this time is a thief creeping in on quiet shoes stealing breath and leaving cues right and then at the end i can be the thief creeping in on quiet shoes holding breath and leaving clues mm. that's good thanks yeah i i really liked it i thought it was really good thanks um it's um daring <laughs> i well i think it's daring because like um we're guitar players yeah for the most part i mean you're a little bit more in the electronica world like some of the things that you've put on your Bandcamp um subscription yeah which you sub- subscribe for four dollars ladies and gentlemen <laughs> um but it's all had you're you're a little bit better at the well no you're actually light years better than me at like hip-hop type of like beats that are behind things well or i don't know pop music beats <laughs> thanks i i hear you but I, I i can't find anything musical in it so from for myself when yeah. i sit down to write so i'm really kind of boom depa boom depa boom type of guy <laughs> but whatever you know you know my cousin donnie he will <laughs> no arbutus. arbutus speaking of arbutus yeah, so yeah, the, our, the, we the arbutus, the arbutus tree let's not go off on a tangent yeah of course not thanks for listening <laughs> yes i are you are you gonna i'm i'm just you say what you need to say I, I thought that the uh, the melody lines were just so exquisite. I love the climb on deep, like that you're going to the high note as you're diving deep because, you know, any singer knows the higher the note, the deeper the breath. Yeah. So I thought that was a really nice juxtaposition. Thank you. And uh, That was purposeful, so I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well done. And uh, 
Yeah, the um, the imagery was really evocative, and it was really fun to um, watch you use this like theremin iPad exploration that just looked totally space age to me from over here. It was like little magic maker, little oh, I didn't even know what you're doing. So that was really yeah, the whole thing was really, and the fact that you set it up like I had no idea what to expect, and it was yeah, it was pretty congruent. And I, I thought, I didn't feel like it was that disjointed. I felt like there was um, some abstracts that had yeah. the link through water, you know, isn't our element. And uh, connecting to the mammals of water and being a swimmer yourself. And I thought that it was like this emotional um, message that was coming through these, like it was almost like dream images. So... Yeah. I thought it. I thought it was really dreamy, and I uh, yeah. Oh, good. I liked it. Thank you. Fluke, yeah. and I love the word fluke because I also interpret that as like something strangely lucky that you didn't do on purpose, but turns out magically well. Right, fluke. <laughs> right on. All right, we ready for Andrew Ooh. We are ready. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. We'll let's, find out. Let's do it. The song called Please. You didn't wait for me, and I was looking for you. You didn't listen to me, I was screaming for you. How come I remember every hair on your head? But saying your name gets harder with every breath And I was thinking about leaving this earth Unless you tell me the difference between dust and dirt Having a clue, you were following me. I was following you. mess you're gonna laugh gonna burn only to you I confess you see I'm needing a way to start over again wake up in a dream I haven't made up yet Having a clue, you were following me. I thought I was following you. Maybe this 
didn't wait for me and I was following you He didn't listen to me I was screaming for you That was pleased by Andrew Grimm demo today on um, oops, new chapters. New chapters. Okay, I stole your lyrics right yes. after we while we were readjusting the mics. Yes. And um, because I wanted to look at, but I'm not finding it. All right, Katrina, your thoughts. You start this time while I gather <laughs> mine, if you want to. Oh, I I liked it. I liked the. Uh, I liked the sense that the song takes you to a place where as a listener you explore your own um when the times you don't know up from down and mm -hmm. you're trying to find either an enemy or a hero <laughs> at yeah. the same time and i think there's a lot of in that lyric um you were following me i thought i was following you right like that i really like how that is like a serpent eating its tail Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking too, like a circular, that circular image of just being like two people kind of like just going around and being like, wait, I thought you had the directions. I thought you had the directions. Mm -hmm. But it didn't sound frustrating to me. Yeah, it, was like, it goes resigned, like a, a res like a rut, like a skipping record. <laughs> yeah, I think the idea behind the, because um, I, you know, when I think about new chapter or a chapter or a beginning again, um, it was always this kind of like, and instead of doing, uh, all right, well, I'm starting over. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. This is the the whole thing about our relationships and the people that we know is that we can say we don't need them, but we need the experience that we had with them in order to inform the next thing that we do. And that's always been like when I think about, you know, all the relationships I've personally fucked up. Um, I think about how the best way to forgive myself for those things is to apply what I fucked up to the next relationship and to make it stronger or better or, you know, and so it's like, you can sit there and say, well, I, you know, man, I have some regrets. It's like, well, I don't have any regrets in my relationships. I'll, all I have is like, well, yeah, here's what I learned from that one. And if I'm going to be true to that person, yeah, and some, honor the time that you had together. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply that to the to to the next one and the next one and the next one. And after you know 46 years, I I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it, like pretty close. You know, I'm, I'm on my way, I suppose. <laughs> but that's what the whole thing. And then the, you know, you're talking to somebody, and you're um, uh, there's some emotional things in here that like I I, re I was rehearsing this yesterday, and I caught myself feeling a little wistful. Uh, about some of the lyrics and but I mean a lot of this is I don't know the things that the interior monologues that we have I think I really like the laugh and burn line mm -hmm. and anything you know I'm all about confession so <laughs> the next line is being like well the idea being that the it, what is it is only it to you to see our way out of this mess we're gonna yeah. laugh and burn only to you I confess but the that type of um you could have put confession first as a pathway to get out of the mess, but I like the fact that like you you recognize the the quagmire. Yeah. And the only way out of it is to be like, all right, here it is, yeah. all of it. Yeah. And we're gonna laugh about how human it is, and also feel upset and hurt, yeah. like a burn. Yeah. Um, 
yeah and your guitar playing is always beautiful so oh thank mm-hmm. you yeah yeah it's just making it up <laughs> it's a very specific song too because yeah. i mean there's a, to me when i was listening to you first start with um the second verse you talk about hair on somebody's head so when i hear that in somebody's lyrics i'm just like i know that they're thinking about a specific person that you yeah. may have started that from and then for me sometimes it goes from a specific person to a generalized yeah, you know yeah. view but i like that and you know that's one of those things that's just like you could tell people more explicitly who it's about but actually that might need to be a private thing well you know that that's like internal to you that you're the person thinking of that other person <laughs> yeah and it's a, it's a, that's a, i think that's a line of surprise the idea of like um and this actually i'm going to relate this back to to cat's song like there's this idea of like how can i know so much about this person and then still feel so it's hard to say their name or hard to think about them mm-hmm. you know and not because it's a bad thing but because it's a good thing or, or whatever just the, the general type of idea um and then that that reminds me so much of this um uh the the line about without warning yeah. from from um under the irises that it took me all the way back and i was thinking about like when you were singing your song i was thinking about my my favorite one of my favorite short stories is Catherine ann porter's the jilting of granny weatherall where uh granny is dying at the end and and she's she's very old and and you know this stream of consciousness type of short story about the last moments of her life and she says at one point well this isn't fair i'm i'm taken by surprise and it's like there's no surprise but even at that end moment, there's a certain sense of surprise. And I think that's what that, that stanza is supposed to be talking about, is the surprise that we feel about ourselves or the surprise we find about a situation. Hmm. Is the idea, at least, I think. I'll let you know in five years when I really figure it out. When, yes, exactly. <laughs> We've talked about that before, how the idea of a song doesn't necessarily make sense to you until years later. Right. That it come, yeah. it arrives at a time that's important for the song to arrive, I guess, or that you need it. Yeah. And then years later, I'll be like, oh, that's what that was about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. It's yeah. nice to kind of have that magic mirror. Right. Yeah. Well, because you, you sit there and think, oh, man, I got this song. Great, man. Whew, I didn't have to I didn't have to pay anything to get it. It's like, no, no, no. It'll hit you up on the way out. It'll, uh, <laughs> you have to pay credit. your tab. That song is on credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> the bill that's is, hilarious. The bill is going to come due yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, it's all right. I'm happy to pay it. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, we're, we are at the end of the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna start wrapping it up yeah. here at this point. And so, it's at this at this particular juncture, we start talking about where we can find your material or our material on the internets and cyberwebs and anything big coming up soon. So, Kat, where if I were floating man, around the internet and I really wanted to buy a whole bunch of your stuff or at least contribute to you. As an artist and her projects, right. yes, because um, Katrina is in studio with us and she's a live human being who lives indoors and eats food. Mm-hmm. We've been has, to her house. We've been to her house. Yep. Um, and yeah, how can we support you? How can people support you? I have, uh, I'm on CD Baby. Okay. okay. There's a Dream Times on CD Baby, Katrina Kodoski. So if you buy it, that would be nice. Um, how can you spell your last name Ooh, yeah. for yeah. people just so they know? And also your website. We you say your website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my first name, K-A-T-R-I-N-A, and my last name, K-A-D-O-S-K-I.com. <laughs> Katrina Kadoski.com. And I know my website needs work. That's why 
I need a bit of money. <laughs> I promise. I think your I website's my... really informative, though, because yeah. right on the front page, you talk about the Cougar Annie Tales. And, yeah. No, it's great. I did and, it. I built it myself. Yeah. You can tell. We're all doing that. Don't you worry about it. it <laughs> Me too. Great. If you go to junestar.com, yeah. I, made, I made that. Right? Yep. All by myself. Yep. I had some digital crayons and everything. <laughs> and I used my left hand. So we got your website. Mine's ellencherry.com. <laughs> right um, on. I have a subscription. Yours are- is actually fabulous. Thanks. Well, thanks to Squarespace and having templates. So thank you to Squarespace. Squarespace, if you're listening. they're not sponsoring us, but yeah. they could. They could they sponsor could. this podcast. It's really cheap. Ten um, bucks. You can find me at um, ellencherry.com, and then I have a subscription service for four bucks a month where a lot of these songs are showing up for subscribers only that hear the podcast demos, and that's at ellencherry.bandcamp.com. What about you, Andrew Grimm? Uh, you can find my stuff at junestar.com, J-U-N-E-S-T-A-R.com, and then you can also find junestar.bandcamp.com where I, my subscription is for five dollars a month i know i'm upselling you but um the, the whole deal is like you get a lot of content i'm not gonna say how much more content than you, you might get a lot from, this is u.s dollars everyone u.s dollars that is correct <laughs> and so so yeah five, that's five the dollars currency we take but katrina <laughs> takes um canadian dollars canadian dollars and which, everyone takes digital dollars <laughs> digital dollars man they're the best dds um yeah so you get everything i've ever put out except for one crappy record and then couple solo records and an acoustic record and i post an original song a week yeah um and uh it would i'd love to have more subscribers but other than that i think we're finished yeah thank we're you so here. much to katrina you, for hosting us here in souk thank you for coming all this way. oh my gosh it's so beautiful here i would encourage a lot of artists and songwriters to show up in this town and just take a walk to the ocean and stare at the water for a while and um find us on the web you can well do we do we ever even say why aren't you famous.org i just did you just did way, so, way to go um this would not be possible without our underwriters oh, so yeah. thank you to our underwriters sue selway sue selway james white jim baker floyd Grimm. floyd Grimm. what dad <laughs> uh and tyler b we have a couple more that i'm missing yeah so we'll name them chris the whitaker one. chris whitaker um thank you thank you thank you chris. yeah and a musician friend sent us 10 bucks because he's like, I can't be an underwriter, but I can buy you guys lunch. Yep. And that helps. So anything that you can to support, we're trying to do these projects and um, look up KatrinaKadoski.com. Thank yep. you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.